Merry Christmas, everybody. So glad to share today with you, and uh, um, just so glad to see all of you guys co- come in here tonight. And if there's a lot of new faces, so let me introduce myself to you. My name is Jed Worline. I'm the campus minister here at Ortiz Valley location, and we are so blessed to be sharing tonight with you. And uh, I'm going to embarrass them really quick because I love doing it. Um, our staff has been here all day. We this is our third out of four services. Please give them a round of applause for being so amazing. And I'm like that, so I'm like, you know what? Take tomorrow off. You know, <laughs> go ahead, rest. So, but uh, um, so we have been in a series the past couple weeks, actually since Thanksgiving, and it's called Overjoyed. And we're gonna wrap it up, and no pun intended, but we're gonna put put a bow on it tonight, and uh, we're we're gonna finish it up. And you know, when we look at joy, and we talk about joy when it comes to Christmas time, you know, a lot of people, different things bring them joy. You know, different things bring them joy, different things they look at that, that, that makes them smile. Have you guys just been out Christmas shopping or looking at Christmas lights, and then you see something that just brings a smile to your face? Or maybe someone says something, or, or you, you see an act of kindness, or, or something happens, and you just, you have to smile. And you don't know why you're smiling, and a lot of times you can't stop smiling. That's joy. That's joy when it's uncontrollable. And in our series the past uh, four weeks, we've been talking about different joys that we need to have this Christmas season. Today, we talked about we need to have joy in the tradition of Christmas. We've talked about we need to have joy in giving. We talked about you need to have joy in the journey. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about you need to have joy in the sorrow. And that's why we did the memorial moment is because this is something that we all have experienced. We have all been in sorrow. Maybe we're currently in sorrow, but there is still joy in that sorrow because of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we were talking about is talking about joy. Well, today in our last segment, we're going to talk about there's joy in the light. That's one thing there's not a, there's not a, a loss for at Christmas season is light. There's lights all over the place. I even uh, saw people put Christmas lights on their vehicle. I don't know if it's legal, but I saw it. And, and I mean, I, I've seen uh, just so many cars with Christmas lights all over them. You see Christmas lights in stores. You see them on your neighbor's house and you pull the plug at 4 a.m. because you want to get some sleep. You know, you, <laughs> that's happened before, not to me, but someone. But no, we, 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 there's lights all over the place. Well, the one light and the one light only that we need to focus on Christmas is the joy and the light of Jesus Christ. Now, when you look at lights, you think about the lights you look at. Most of them bring you joy, except, you know, some of them kind of upset you a little bit. You know, the joy when you get to see Christmas lights, I love it. It, makes, it gives me joy. The joy when you see the light from the rising of the sun in the morning, that can go either way. Depends on how you slept the night before. That could go either way. But joy, there's joy from the light of a campfire. How many of you guys love to having campfires? Believe it or not, we could have a campfire today and be comfortable. <laughs> we really could. But it's, it's weird because there's joy in the lights that we see every day. So I want to share a story with you, and we're going to talk about how all this started with one thing, and that was a light. So when we lived in Michigan... We had a real-life Christmas tree. It was a law if you didn't. You could not find any artificial trees anywhere. You had to get a real tree. 
Now, there was Christmas tree farms all over the place. You couldn't throw a stone in one direction without hitting a Christmas tree farm. But there's one we, we really fell in love with. And it's called the Peacock Tree Farm. Didn't see one peacock on that entire tree farm, but that's the name of it because that's the road it was on. And it was called the Peacock Tree Farm, and we started going there, and, and uh, we went there the entire time we lived in Michigan. Every year we'd go, and it never changed. And we'd, we'd pull up, and when you pull up, you realize the name farm is there because it's a reindeer farm. And they have reindeer all over this entire farm, this tree farm. And, and so we would pull in, and they'd put us in a tractor, and they'd pull us out into the middle of this field, and you just saw thousands of trees as far as you could see. And they would drop you off, and because it was Michigan, it was dark at 3 p.m. So you would have to use a flashlight or a phone light to find where you were going. And, and so they would drop you off, and you would hunt for a tree, and when you found the tree, you would cut it down, and you'd go to this common area in the middle of this forest where they would come and pick you up, and there's a campfire there. Well, the reason why I'm bringing this up and we're talking about this today is you know, this was very special to my family. It's a very special tradition, and we would search for that perfect tree. I mean, we would search, and the, the, the agreement that we had in our family is everybody must agree on the same tree. We were there for hours, people. <laughs> we were there for hours. But I remember when we knew, we knew. When we saw the Christmas tree that was for our family that year, we knew. And how did we know it? Because we had one single flashlight. And when that flashlight hit that tree, all of the family were like, that's it. That's it. That tree is ours. And the spotlight hit it. And we knew that tree was our tree. It was perfect for us. So we would cut it down and we would drag it back to the area with a campfire. And when you got to that area, they had a bell on a pedestal. When you found the perfect tree, your family would ring the bell. And when they would ring the bell, everybody else that was out in the field, even if you can't see them, would jump with, with glee and, and, and they would yell and scream and woohoo and do all that stuff because they were celebrating with us that we found our perfect tree. The entire journey that we went on to find a tree, it started with one light. It's when that light of that flashlight hit that tree and we knew. We celebrate today because that light hit a baby and we know. We know that that baby is the son of God. We know it. And it started with one light. And one beam of light started everything. When, the, when that light struck our tree, we knew it. When that light struck the, the, the shepherds in the field, they knew it. When that light struck the manger, they knew it. One, one beam of light started everything. And just like in the, our story about the tree, that joy of that one beam of light is contagious. I remember when we were still in, waiting for the, the tractor to come back and get us, we were just waiting for that next person to ring that bell because we wanted to celebrate. We wanted to celebrate with them and we wanted to be happy for them. And most importantly, we wanted to share in their joy. So that joy is contagious. Same as today. Jesus Christ started with one light and the joy of Jesus is contagious. And we need to celebrate when people see that light for the very first time. We need to celebrate when people haven't seen that light for years, but they come back to the light. We need to celebrate because 
Joy is contagious. So if you guys have your Bibles, we're going we're gonna to read from Luke 1, 26 through 33, and we're going to talk about the light, and, and we're going to talk, talk about how everything started because of one beam of light. In 26, it says this, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. 32 says he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. The angel's words brought light. The angel had a very brief encounter with Mary and the angel brought light. In a very brief conversation with Mary, the angel told Mary three things about herself. He told her that you're pregnant, you're with child. He told her that you are highly favored by God. He told her the Lord is with you. All three things bring joy. And then the angel, in the same conversation, in the same amount of time, tells her four things about her son before he was born. And he says, that son's name will be Jesus. He will be great. He will take the throne. And most importantly, number four, his kingdom will never end. All four of those statements bring joy. We have a savior named Jesus. He is great. He was great. He will be great. He has taken the throne. And most importantly, he is never going to stop. And in the same breath, the angel told, the angel had a lot to say. I don't know if you know that. He, 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 was, he was a Gabby Gus. Have you guys ever heard that? He was, his name's Gabriel, so I get it. But he, he, he was Gabby. He, he, he shared so much important information with Mary because he wanted to let her know about all this joy that she's about to experience. And the last one is the angel told Mary exactly what the life of Jesus will be like. He told Mary that he is the son of God. He tells Mary what type of person he will be. He tells Mary what he's going to do for us. And then the angel tells Mary, the light that your son has will never go out. So when the angel showed up to Mary, he was so full of joy. He was so full of joy. And I am telling you, there is joy in that light still today. Do you believe that? There is still joy in that light today, even if we're going through times of sorrow, times of depression, times of loss, times of grief. I'm telling you that light, as scripture tells us, will not go out and there's still joy in that very light that Gabriel spoke about. So what are we trying to say with this Christmas? What, what are we trying to learn from the light? Well, we're going to kind of go back to the Christmas tree story that I share with you. And the first one is that just like we did when we were in that Christmas tree farm, the first thing that we had to do is we had to choose. We had to choose. I want you to understand, because of the light, you are chosen. Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8 says this, For you are holy people who belong to the Lord your God. Of all people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. 
The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than the nations, for you were the smallest of all nations. Eight says this, rather it was simply that the Lord loves you and he was keeping the oath he had sworn to your ancestors. That is why the Lord rescued you from such a strong hand from slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. As we walked through that tree farm, thousands of trees to pick, thousands of trees to look at, but there's only one for us. That's the same. God could choose anybody. He chooses you. He chooses you. I know we, be get, fe- we get fed lies all the time that you're not good enough to be chosen, that, that maybe you have too much scars uh, on your hands. Maybe you have too much scars that, that, you, that you hide from people. Maybe someone tells you you're just, not, you're just not good enough. I am telling you here today on Christmas Eve, because of the light of Jesus Christ, you are chosen. You truly are. And if you've never heard that before, I will tell you that you are chosen. Out of all the, all the people that, that he could choose, he chooses you. As we walked through that Christmas tree farm, and we looked at all of these different trees. They were all different. They were all different sizes. They were all uh, different, different widths. They were different types of trees as well. But the, the gentleman that owned the Christmas tree farm, he said, by the end of the Christmas tr- season, there will not be a tree left. Every tree will get chosen. We are all chosen. We are all chosen by God. So when we look at the tree and we, we, we look at being chosen, the next one we're going to talk about is we are cherished. Now, when we cut that tree down and we got it in the, the back of the, the truck and we made sure it's safe and secure and, and we got it to our house and we did what most normal people do. You put that Christmas tree, where do you put it? Right in front of a window, right? And you put it in front of the window because you want your Christmas tree to look prettier than your neighbor's Christmas tree. And and I am not the only one that feels this way. Don't make me feel bad. But we put that Christmas tree up and we spent so much time decorating it. And what is the first thing you do when you're done? You take a step back and you look at it and you're in awe. That is the same thing that God has done to you. When God created you, he took a step back and he was like, wow, he cherishes you. Just like the Christmas tree, even though some of the Christmas trees had some broken branches, some imperfections, even some bald spots, those trees were going to be chosen. And the people that chose those trees cherished them. That's the same as what God feels towards you. It was one light. One light changed that all. And you are cherished. So we talked about you're cherished, you're chosen. And the last one, the most important one is you are cared for. Luke 2, 7 says this, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. The first action that Mary did to the savior was care for him. It was cold. It was probably windy. It was out in the desert. There was probably uh, a lot of different things around. And she, the first thing she did is care for this baby. That is the same thing that Jesus does for you as he cares for you. He wants to protect you from any of the elements. And just like a big baby sometimes, we try to get out of what our, our parents just put us in. 
You guys ever had a baby and you, you wrap it in, its, in the, in the uh, blanket and they look all warm and cozy and then all of a sudden they start throwing elbows trying to get out? We're the same way. Jesus wraps his loving, amazing, strong arms around us and sometimes we just don't want it. And we start getting antsy and, and fidgety and we want him to get his hands off of us. But that's not going to happen because Jesus cares for you and he loves you. So just like a baby, sometimes we throw a big old fit and we fuss and we cry. But here's the thing, just like the love of a father to a son, a mother to a daughter, the same as God loves you, he's not going to let go of you just because you fuss a little bit. He's going to hold on to you tightly. After we got that tree home and we stood back and, and we looked at it and we cherished it and we loved it. And we said how much, and we said it every year, this is the most beautiful tree we've ever had. But that's when the real work began. That's when we had to care for this tree. We had to water it multiple times a day. We had to make sure that uh, we were giving it, um, someone told us give it sugar water, it'll help it. It did. They told us that we need to, if some of the branches start to droop, you need to prune some of them. They, they told us when we got that tree how to care for it so it lasts longer. All of this started with a light, and Jesus cares for you. And sometimes he tries to prune stuff away from you so you'll be in better shape than you were. Sometimes he tries to, to get you away from elements because he wants you to be better than what you are. Everybody knows when you have a Christmas tree, what is the worst enemy of a Christmas tree? A light, a flame. Everybody knows that that is the worst enemy of a Christmas tree. But I am telling you this, when it comes to the love that Jesus Christ has for you, it started with a light. When we come into this time and we're going we're gonna to join together, and we're, we're going to do something right now that I want all of you guys to partake in. If you guys didn't grab one of the candles, uh, you guys can go out and, and grab one if you want. But we're going to light this entire room up with, with one light to prove that it only takes one flame that started everything. The love of Jesus Christ started with one light. And so that's what we're going to do, and... After we're done with that, we're going to sing a song, and, and uh, um, on your way out, we're, we're going to ask you to throw them in the, in the bins on your way out, but this is a special time that I know I, I love growing up, because to me, it was a visual explanation of about this light that people talk about, the, the light that stands out from all the darkness, but it starts with one light. Do you believe that this Christmas Eve? that it starts with one light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, God, I thank you for that light that is Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for the fire that you have started in so many people's lives. God, that's my prayer this Christmas season isn't for gifts, isn't for, for, for anything tangible, but my prayer is that just with one light that a fire starts deep down in so many people's hearts that they see that Jesus Christ came and he chose us 
and he cherishes us and he cares for us. And it started with one lie. And we thank you for that.